Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit, either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand, with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three, and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. 
we will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. In the story of the larger sutra, the Bodhisattva declares his 48 vows, things which must be fulfilled if he is to attain perfect enlightenment. Immediately after declaring the vows, he speaks in verse. These are the verses we call Ju Sege. He says, I will unfailingly attain supreme enlightenment. I will save all the destitute and afflicted everywhere, and my name will be heard throughout the universe. Let's chant the Ju Sege. Gagon cho se gan, he she mujo do, she gan fu man zo, se fujo shoga, ga o muyoko, fu i dai se shu. Oh, so.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 Every year, my husband and I go to the Los Angeles County Fair. People go to fairs for the thrill rides and carnival games, to see the livestock on display to browse through the exhibit halls packed with vendors selling all sorts of gadgets and products, and to enjoy the concerts and other entertainment. But for a lot of people, the big attraction of a fair is the food. The food vendors at the fair seem to be trying to outdo each other in offering the most outrageous, bizarre, and excessive items. Many fair visitors see it as a chance to eat foods that they can't find anywhere else, or to really let themselves go hog-wild and eat with abandon. The L.A. County Fair is no exception. There were all sorts of new food items for sale this year. There was a sandwich made up of a Krispy Kreme donut cut in half and filled with fried chicken and vanilla ice cream. There were deep-fried peanut butter meatballs. There was a cotton candy ice cream sandwich with ice cream packed between pink and blue cotton candy patties and garnished with fruity pebble cereal. You could buy deep-fried Twinkies, deep-fried frog legs, and deep-fried corn dogs wrapped in bacon and coated with flaming Hot Cheetos. And a lot of items were sold in huge sizes, like half-pound hot dogs, or donuts the size of a dinner plate, or, of course, gigantic turkey legs. Nobody comes to the fair looking for health food. As for myself, I tried to exercise some self-control at the fair. I ate normal food like chicken kebabs and tacos and had only a couple of weird items. I did have deep-fried pineapple on a stick, garnished with powdered sugar, whipped cream, and a maraschino cherry. And I ate strawberry funnel cake flavored ice cream, which had pieces of funnel cake and strawberry in it. It was so good. I have to admit that a few hours after my first scoop, I went back and got another scoop of that ice cream. The quantity and variety and presentation of food at the fair is designed to make you crave it in a way beyond merely satisfying physical hunger. It makes you want to try everything. You are bombarded with the sights, sounds, and smells of food which weaken your willpower. You feel compelled to get as many different foods as possible because they can't be found anywhere else and you don't know when you'll get another chance. You are tempted to buy the weirdest food items so you can show off pictures and video of them on your Instagram or Facebook. There is nothing wrong with having a wide variety of food, or sampling creative and unusual food items, or indulging yourself with a special treat. But for the most part, outrageous fair food is not about enjoying and appreciating food. Instead, it is a form of entertainment, an invitation to gluttony, 
and a way of showing off. You stop thinking about what you actually need. Instead, you are reduced to a pile of cravings and desires. The unfortunate part of this is that when we use food in that way, we can't feel satisfaction or gratitude for the food we have received. We just want more. This is a vivid example of greed, one of the three poisons that cause our suffering in life. What is the opposite of greed? Gratitude. We feel gratitude when we remember the sentient beings, all the animals and plants that gave their lives so that we can eat. We feel gratitude when we think about the many people whose hands brought that food to our plates, the farmers and ranchers who raised it, the workers who harvested it, the drivers who transported it, the cooks who prepared it, and the workers who sold it to us. We feel gratitude when we reflect upon the many interdependent causes and conditions that came together to enable us to enjoy that strawberry funnel cake ice cream. There is a recitation called Words of Thanksgiving at Mealtime, which is sometimes taught at Jodo Shinshu temples to be recited before meals. It goes like this. We are truly grateful for this wonderful food, a gift of the lives of many beings. As we partake of this food, let us remember Amida Buddha's compassion, which surrounds all human beings and all forms of life. Namo Amida Butsu. Itadakimasu. We gratefully receive. That is such a meaningful phrase, a gift of the lives of many beings. Next year, when I go to the county fair, I plan to reflect upon where my food has come from and think about all the beings involved in bringing it to me. I will try to remember those words of thanksgiving and eat with gratefulness rather than greed. I think I will enjoy it more and my food will taste much better, seasoned with gratitude. Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, Namanda Buts, Namanda Buts, Namanda Buts. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2023 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.